Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here, and on this episode of BeastNet, I'm talking with Brian May. We talk a little bit about Brian, current and future Beast challenges, the cool patches, our kids, and we take a few minutes to nerd out about the music that we love to run to. Enjoy. All right, we are on the phone here with Brian May out of Portland, and uh, you know, Brian, if you would, just uh, kind of give us a rundown of who you are and what role you play in uh, Beast OCR. Sure, I'm Brian May. Um, I do a lot of the uh, virtual challenges through uh, Beast Challenge. Um, you may have heard of such events as uh, the Taco Mile or the Bucket Mile or the Beast 5K Plus. Um, a lot of uh, all those came from Beast Challenge, where uh, kind of where we get all the Beast members together to do events for mostly for charity. Uh, and having fun and, you know, keeping ourselves prepared for the different races that we do during the year. Yes, the Taco Mile is silly, but it kind of helps you learn to eat fast. Um, so when you're in your transition areas, <laughs> especially if you're doing like an ultra, you get your food down real quick and you keep it down and then keep on going. So it's uh, I do consider it training, but uh, I'm probably in the minority of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I've uh, been with the Beast OCR team for a while. Um, I can't even remember what year I joined the team. Um, um, let's see. I think in 2018, I was an ambassador. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, this year, I kind of more stepped up to kind of just uh, make Beast challenges better and um, kind of expand the, the things that we do. Um, and uh, we'll be talking about more of the challenges later, but uh, next year is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I actually um, I really uh, appreciated the video that you did on the Taco Mile. I was That was actually pretty cool. Um, that was fun to well, do. The funniest, I think the funniest part about that um, was lap two. Um, you were... Um, you were running by this little kid on a scooter, and they stopped and watched you the entire time um, while you were on that backstretch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I'm, I can't imagine the looks that he's getting. But, you know, I mean, that's all that's all part of the fun of it. You know, like people, I don't know, sometimes that I think that generates an interest somehow um, in what we do. I'm I'm kind of one for like rogue marketing and things like that, you know, like thinking outside of the box. And that's the kind of stuff that, that kind of gets me interested in things like, wow, that's kind of different. Somebody, somebody's marketing that way, you know, and even if it's just getting out there and, you know, filming a video like that, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that and trying to think of silly things to do in the background because, you know, at that point, I'm just a few pixels tall on the screen. So it's like, what are you going to do to make yourself stand out? So, you know, running running with windmills or doing funny walks like yeah. uh, Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, see, that's awesome. Uh, you're going to hear that a lot from me during this episode. That's awesome. That's like my go-to thing. Like my, <laughs> it's usually uh, but uh I feel like after doing my research and whatnot, I feel like uh, you and I relate on so many levels. Um, it just, you know, your the, your music choices, um, you know, just being like silly and trying to be humorous all the time. Like that's totally me. Like I feel like, almost feel like you're like, I don't know, I, I could be, I, we won't discuss age, but I feel like I could be either a younger or older. We'll, we'll just say we're versions of each other, really. Like we're just... <laughs> very uh very like-minded here um cool so um what actually what actually got you into um ocr in the first place i mean um that's an excellent question um i think i just saw like i started getting into 5ks like you know what can i do to exercise that doesn't cost anything and hey i can run um so i started doing 5ks and then i saw an ad somewhere. I don't know. This was back in 2010. I saw a thing for Warrior Dash. And I'm like, all right, that looks kind of cool. I mean, it's playing in the mud. Sweet. Um, did that first race um, and just was hooked. Uh, I was like, I can't wait for this to come around next year. Um, then when it came around again, again next year, I, I signed up immediately again and raced it again. And then uh, I think during uh, 2012, uh, I signed up to do a half marathon or 15K or something through the Shamrock Run. And during the uh, festival, not festival, uh, 
oh yeah, the packet pickup where they have all the different booths and whatnot. There was a Spartan booth there, and uh, it's you know there's back then when the the packet pickup says uh, uh, you may die during this race. I don't know if they still say that anymore, but I was like, holy <laughs> crap, that's just well, wh- what I is that? I need to see what this is all about. And um, yeah, I, at that point, I was used to uh, fun mud runs like you know Warrior Dash, where people used to like always dress up for. And so I, I showed up to Spartan with a Yoda backpack on and, you know, just being a big old dork. And I'm looking around, I'm like, no one else is in costume. Uh, I think I may have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, that first mud pit came in, you know, less than a mile into it, probably even less than a half a mile into it. And that plush Yoda backpack became, well, my first ruck uh just soaked up go. the mud soaked up the water and i had to lug that thing through the entire race um uh yeah that was a mistake at that point but i'm, I'm not going to litter so i kept it with me the entire race uh he lost a few stitches but uh we both finished the race uh i don't even know how how many hours later it was probably just under three hours for that sprint um, so that tells you what my training level was at that time. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the wash Google in back then. So it well as it still is now. And, uh, yeah, it, that, that course just destroyed me. I remember the gladiators at the end were like, Oh, is somebody having a bad day? And I'm just like, Oh, just can't <laughs> let me get this over with. But I was excited when I finished. I'm like, okay, I'm going to destroy this course next year. And Yoda staying home. <laughs> and I did. I mean, I took like an hour off of my time um, and just had a blast. I mean, I, at that point, I hugged the gladiator at the very end. So it was like a, a complete 180 for me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that yeah. just that just put that bug in my head. It's like, all right, these are fun. I'm going to keep doing these as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely very um... – very addicting, very contagious. Um, I mean, once once that interest latches onto you, it's really hard to let that go. Um, you know, I've discussed um, I've discussed my first couple races um, on here before. I um, I honestly I I won't go into them just because I know the listeners have heard them before and they're like, oh God, here he goes again. Ah. Um, but no, um, but I I did. I mean, I I had a blast. Um, even though like I I potentially could have gotten really seriously hurt. Um, I ended up like, you know, just having like some rocks, small rocks sticking out of the back of my head and a little bit of blood, you know, you live, you learn, you, you know, you put some dirt on it and you just keep going. And, um, but yeah, after that, I was just like, man, when is the next one? When can I go? You know? And I just kept, just kept looking for them and signing up for them. And, um, and then, you know, and like Mike and Don kind of got me into, um, doing like Spartans and stuff like that. And then I, I don't know, I'd say probably like a year and a half ago, maybe I think a year and a half ago, I think it, it was, I, I joined BSOCR and, um, started running with them and, and uh, it's been a blast, man. It, it really has like, it just not so much even just the races, but like just the community aspect of it as well. I mean, all the cool people that you meet, you get to, you know, just have like this, you know, giant get together every time you go to a race, it doesn't, usually matter which race you go to you're going to find a beast somewhere yeah for sure yeah that's that's a, a really good uh part of the beast ocr is we are a community we're not just we're going to show up the races run the race and be done with it i mean i i look forward to going to races just so i can catch up with my friends and in, in in real life and not just on yeah. online so it's like it's almost like a party for every race that you go yep. to exactly exactly and then you know it's like we've um we've actually even met a couple of um uh, of, of beasts that we saw during um, Spartan races and stuff like that at some of the other um, events. Like we went to Tough Mudder down in Portland. Um, the, that was the same um, weekend as the Washougal Spartan down there um, and uh, during this year. And uh, while we were there, we ran into Eric Reevesman and um, we talked to him for a little bit and found out that he was running the Tough Mudder, and then right after the um, Tough Mudder, was it the Tough Mudder? No, it wasn't the Tough Mudder. It was a, um, oh, I can't believe I said it was a Tough Mudder because we didn't do that one down there. It was the, uh, oh, what is that one? Rugged? Terrain Race. No, Terrain Race. Terrain. We did Terrain Race down in, yeah, that's what it was. 
but yeah, so we went to the terrain race and we, you know, we saw, uh, Eric Reevesman and all that there. And, um, he, uh, he was like, yeah, we're running the terrain. And then after this, we're going over to run the Marshall Spartan. And I was like, dude, you are nuts. Like, you know, you're not just for running the two races at the same time, but like for the fact that he was going to run the race and then have to drive all the way over there. And like, he's, you know, crunched for time on meeting his wave time and all this. I'm like, why would you even risk that? But you know, I mean, that's part of the lifestyle. So he, um, definitely, yeah, true. that's where we thought we, yeah, we met him there. And, um, well, I had actually remembered seeing him during the, um, the sprint during the sprint super weekend in Seattle. And, uh, he was actually doing this sprint with, um, we call it a peg leg. And, um, cause he had a broken, uh, broken leg and he had this like, like crutch apparatus on his leg to where his knee was bent. Um, but this basically extended down to the ground. And so it was like, he could walk on two legs. It just, his left leg was, uh, was one of his legs, one of the two that was bent. And, um, you know, just kind of like he was standing on his knee on it, but he ran the entire sprint that way. Um, went through all the obstacles, everything with that thing on. And I remember thinking, man, this dude is nuts out here. Like, Holy crap. This guy's out here doing this with a peg leg, you know? And then when I saw him at the, um, at the terrain race, I was like, Hey, that's that guy. That's, that's peg leg. And, uh, <laughs> so it's like, I was like, Don, Don, isn't that peg leg? And he's like, I think so. And we walked over there and, and, uh, you know, I, we saw the, his beef shirt and I was like, yeah, that's definitely him. Cause, uh, he's a beast. And so we, um, started talking to him and like a week later we had him on the show. And, um, so, you know, it was, it's really cool. You know, you just, you see things like that. You meet people at these events and then out of nowhere, you just, you instantly have this connection. I mean, even if you don't know these people off the bat, like, you know, I see beats at, um, at races all the time and I have no idea who half of them are because I haven't met them before. And then, you know, we see each other on the course, you know, we scream and, you know, how deep at each other. And then, uh, afterwards we, we, you know, we meet each other at the tent and we're like, Oh yeah. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Kyle or, you know, run this person or whatever. And well, man, I don't go by Kyle. I go by hammer on the course. But, um, so most people on the team probably don't know my name unless they see my, um, post on the, on the page, which I very rarely do because I'm hardly ever on social media anymore, which is kind of a bad thing considering that I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It makes things a little, little challenging, but Hey, uh, <laughs> why do things the easy way, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, our, our team is so huge. So it's like knowing everybody. I mean, that, that takes a huge skill in itself. Um, and I, I am horrible with names. I remember faces better than anything. So if, if I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? That just means I just don't <laughs> remember your name, but I, I totally know who you are. Just not your name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and there's like, like you said, there's so many, um, and it's, you know, your, your brain only has so much name face relation from, you know, uh, capability. And, um, it's not like you can remember just thousands of people's names, um, unless you've like spent, you know, your whole life in like a small town where everybody knows everybody. That's, I think that's the only time you can know everyone's name. Um, but, or if you're uh, a regular years. Well, I just yeah. hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, that's, I think that's probably, I'd say probably my favorite part of my absolute favorite part of, um, going to races and, and whatnot is, is just hanging out and, you know, experiencing the community and getting to know people. And then, you know, you not only just people on the team, but like you meet people on the course that, you know, they don't even know you know, might've been their first race. Um, we, when we did the beast in Seattle, um, after we got done with the race, I, um, I know I said this in the episode before and I said that he was from Canada. Um, but after the episode, I, I kind of kicked myself because it was like, no, he was from Montana. And, um, so while we were running this course, um, I remember getting passed up by this, um, by this pretty tall, like, I mean, I'm six foot one, um, but this guy was like, probably like, I don't know, he was taller than me. So I'm like, man, that's a tall dude. And, um, I remember getting passed up by him and I remember him from the course. And then I went after 
getting done with the beast, we went over and I got something to eat. I got some barbecue, some beans and whatnot. Um, nice after race meal. And uh, I sat down at this table and I see him, you know, walking past the table. And I just, I said, hey to him, you know, I was like, hey man, how's it going? And he was like, oh, not too bad. And he sat down at the table and we just started talking. And we talked about the race. He, you know, he asked about um, my shirt and I told him, yeah, man. Um, you know, beast OCR and I pointed him towards the tent and I said, you know, I just kind of gave him, um, you know, gave him a little bit about us and, and, uh, talked to him about how many races he's done. And his, his son was the one that got him into the races. And, um, he had actually taken like the, the train, like Amtrak or something all the way from Montana, just to Seattle to do this, um, to do the beast over in Seattle. And, um, it was actually a pretty cool experience getting to talk to this guy, and um, he said, you know, he's like, yeah, man, I'll look you guys up. And he wrote it down on like this little notepad thing. And he was like, yeah, man, I'll look you guys up. And, you know, and maybe next time next year in Seattle, you know, uh, we can we can all get together again. I'm like, heck, yeah, man, that's awesome. And, you know, just little things like that are, are what continue to keep me interested, you know, not not just for the races. But like I said, you know, it's just meeting new people and experiencing this um this community is by far the best thing about it. It started out as the races and now it's the community. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, So what would you say, what would you say is your, I don't know, like I normally ask this, um, I I try to pick different questions for different interviews and stuff like that. But um, I feel like, you know, you've got a pretty good, pretty good mindset and whatnot. Um, What would you say are you like, what's your favorite and your least favorite obstacle? Favorite obstacle. Well, my favorite obstacle that no longer exists was the gladiators because that was just a lot of fun at the very end of a race, (laughs) uh, getting hit with a pugil stick or trying to avoid one. Um, But existing obstacles, um, I don't know. It's probably lame to say, but I, I love the fire jump. It's just, it just seems something that's just so primal and, I can dig that. I just, I, can I just love it. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know, and that's the that first time anyone's ever said the fire pit too. So, <laughs> well, sweet. <laughs> um, another obstacle that Spartan did that they don't really have that often anymore. Um, I think it was once in, I think Vale, Vale Lake in Southern California. Um, you uh, did a rope swing over a uh, a pit of water. I uh, haven't seen that in a few years. Uh, that one was pretty cool too. But uh, uh, least favorite? Uh, there's so many. No, I'm kidding. Um, the <laughs> super muddy monkey bars because you just slip right off. You're yeah. like, all right, well that's a 30 burpee maker. That's terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like, life's not always perfect. You're gonna have obstacles. You're always gonna fail. Like uh, this is a spear throw coin flip for me even though i have a spear and i can practice whenever i want i still hit it 50 percent of the time it's just how it goes right. um uh, uh <laughs> to be completely honest the z wall the traverse wall hate that thing i could never do it yeah and it's like i i see people just like screaming through it all the time and i'm like okay i know i'm supposed to keep my body close to the wall scooch along it just never works and i'm, and I'm yeah. doing burpees <laughs> but yeah, you know, see, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, first time I had, had encountered the Z wall, um, I, I hated it, I, you know? And I mean, it's not like I, I mean, I still kind of dislike it, but I have a better relationship with it now than I did the first time. Um, the first time the Z wall and I met, um, I, I slipped off, um, maybe like the first or second foothold and, uh, I scraped up my leg pretty good, and after that, I was just like, you know what? After this thing, I'm going to do my burpees because I hate this thing. And uh, I was like, you know, the next time I go and and do the Z wall, I'm I'm gonna really like just put forth all my focus into this thing. And the next time I did it, I actually got past um, the first two actual panels, and I mean, I felt great. Um, now it, that was because I was on the like the inside ninety degree turn there. Um, I couldn't get past the outside ninety degree turn because I had to kind of like you know lean over and kind of like lean back to kind of get around it, as opposed to oh this wall's just jutted right up against me. I can just transition right over to this. Um, so it's that outside ninety, you know that 
big you know, upside angle there that I have to work on. But um, it was actually pretty nice the second time going through. I, I really didn't have, um, I think when I slipped off of this time, I made sure to like kind of push myself away from the wall a little bit and then go back over and do my 30 burpees. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm usually a uh, 90 burpee race, so I just, plan for it and if i if i'm if i'm under oh. that great if i'm over that uh well that's just a another oh, fun yeah. day in the course oh yeah and this um this beast killed me up here in seattle because that one was i'm trying to think so what's yeah so 30 times eight that's what 240 um yeah i i did 240 burpees that race and that sucked and i I made sure, like I was, I wanted to do all of them, and um, I can't say that I did every single burpee because after a while I was like, man, I'm just gonna do some squats because my body was killing me, and um, you know I usually want to be a purist and a stickler to the rules and and all that, but man, after hundreds and hundreds of burpees, you're just like, ugh. I, I, can I just do squats, please? At least I'm doing something. And um, so, yeah, after a little bit, I, I started doing some squats. But, yeah, I, eight obstacles was um, was what I had kind of messed up on. So, um, you know, I have something to look forward to in the future. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I remember. So I noticed, this um, is, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I remember one year at Washougal, it was probably one of the earlier years, either uh, 2013 or 14. Um, you were going, uh, you know, that super long hill that, um, was dirt, uh, the first couple of years, it was always a barbed wire crawl going uphill. Um, mm-hmm. they've stopped doing it being a full barbed wire crawl. Um, but I, I remember, uh, I, I think it was 2013 that the volunteers were like, if you fail off this obstacle, you're doing 200 burpees. And I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing 200 burpees. So I, <laughs> It probably took me a good 40 minutes just going up that hill because, um, of course, if you weren't yelling out words of support to other people and it was quiet, oh, mm-hmm. it would start to rain on you, and it, then people would start slipping down that hill. So it's like, all right, every, oh, wow. every couple seconds, you can do it. <laughs> Keep going. That, that's awesome. uh, and then uh, I mean, uh, helping yeah, I mean, people along the way. So I'm just, just uh, I my of course, my time tanked there, but... Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm helping people. I, 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 I'm not running age group or elite. I don't care about my time. So yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is what it is. But yeah, it was like 200 yeah. burpees for one obstacle. No, thank you, ma'am, sir. I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like a pretty good motivator. I mean, you know, you're getting rained on and then you got, you know, you have the, you face the penalty of 200 burpees. That's, that's a pretty good motivator. And, you know, and you, you get to help people at the same time, you motivate them and shout positive things. And it just, uh, it kind of beats it into you that you need to stay positive. Um, I mean, like you said, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not running elite. I'm not running age group and, you know, hats off to those guys that do, because I mean, I have mad respect for those guys, the people that, that train and train and train to do this and podium. And I mean, that's just, to me, that's, if I was a lot younger, I would, I would totally have, you know, I'd have my mindset on that kind of stuff. Um, just cause I was kind of a, you know, younger, I was kind of like a, a glory hound, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But now I'm just like, look, if, if I can complete it, it doesn't matter how long it takes me as long as I can do it. And as long as I can complete it, I know that I've, I've worked really hard for some of these things and, you know, and I've trained for some of these obstacles and, you know, and I've, I have done that, <clears throat> but I, I have it in my head that I really want to get out there and challenge myself. That's my, my biggest thing for me is I want to challenge myself. So as long as I get out there and I do it and I complete it, you know, I have, I have nothing, you know, to be sad about. I have nothing to be disappointed about because, you know, who in their right mind decides on a weekend, oh, you know, instead of sitting at home, I'm going to go out here and run, you know, 10 plus miles (laughs) or, you know, six miles and, you know, getting the muck and the slop and the mud and, you know, hurt, you know, possibly hurt yourself or whatever. And, and nobody in their right mind does that rather than just relax at home. Um, so we're all just a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to BeastChallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to BeastChallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. For uh, Beast Challenges, um, kind of the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about now. Um, yeah. We've got a couple events that are going on right now. Um, we're finishing up a, uh, a, the, a year-long event uh, called the Ruxfecta, uh, which is uh, completing each of the Spartan race distances. It doesn't have to be a Spartan race completed. It could just be anything that's that same obstacle course uh, distance. Uh, so if it's a three plus, eight plus, or 11 plus race, um, you do all that wearing a, a ruck with an extra 20 pounds attached to it um, or equivalent weight carrying device. It doesn't have to be a ruck. I, I know someone has uh, completed the challenge wearing heavy ass chains. Um, yeah. Uh, you get a, a, a sweet uh, morale patch that uh, I've got uh I have it into uh, the uh, uh, patch company to get a uh, uh, a prototype of it. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. I found out they have actually reflective backgrounds for patches, so I'm like, ooh, that's going to be cool on a patch. So, Thank you. Um, uh, that's going to be ending up or finishing up this year uh, at the end of the year, and then it's going to go off, off again next year. Um, we also have the bucket mile going on now. Um, that's just exactly what it sounds like. It's, uh, you're doing the bucket brigade for a mile. Uh, cause what better way to train for the, uh, bucket brigade than carrying it for a stupid amount of distance that you typically won't do at a race. Um, right. Uh, I feel like construction workers the, would be really good at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause I mean, I mean, if you can carry a, a, the heavy bucket for a mile when you see when you come at it at a race you're like oh i've done it longer than this no big whoop and you yeah. know it's it's training in the off season for when the race comes around um exactly and then uh finishing it off this month with a uh straight arm dead hang max for max time um another grip strength uh challenge um that's one of the uh, monthly challenges that are have started to come back um, and then we'll be going on all through next year as well, um, different challenges every month uh, to help uh, supplement your training or use it in addition to, um, and just little fun things that, you know, see how well you stack up with uh, Beast OCR of, uh, you know, like how many, can you complete the amount of reps for that particular month or uh, like in this instance, uh, uh, what's the maximum time you can hang, just hanging under monkey bars or whatever you have. Yeah. Um, we're not yeah, all I'm about the right now. just mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm here to tell you right now, I would be dead last in the grip strength department. Um, <laughs> You'd have competition, is, my friend, definitely. but with myself. <laughs> yeah. I, um, that's definitely one of the areas that I am planning on um, really focusing on more is, is grip strength and upper body. Um, I am not... Uh, I am not the skinniest of individuals. In, in fact, um, I think it's kind of it's kind of funny. It's um, oxymoronic in a way for me to, um, and this is just my opinion, but um, I feel like it's kind of oxymoronic for me to be like a podcast host for a fitness, you know, related like group, you know, I will, fitness related activities and stuff like that. And here I am, like totally way way out of shape and i'm you know and i'm i'm talking to people that are you know going out there and you know podiums um you know just killing it during these races and it's just kind of funny to me because it's like i wonder if they know who they're talking to like i'm over here asking them questions and trying to you know get a feel for for what it is that they're doing and who they are and then you know, I wonder if they realize they're on the other end of, you know, talking to this guy who's like 300 pounds, you know. <laughs> well, 
on the flip side, no. does it matter? <laughs> no, no, I mean, really, doing it the doesn't. Same thing I mean, they're doing. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that's what's funny about it to me is that is um, it's kind of just like a weird, it's just like a weird juxtaposition for me, you know. Um, but it is uh, it is a lot of fun, and I I really do um, enjoy doing the races. I enjoy the fitness. Um, I enjoy the podcast. You know, it's um, it's definitely a um, a labor of love right now. Um, I, I actually love doing this and my, my schedule doesn't really work schedule plus trying to fit in time with my family and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's really hard for me to have availability to do this sometimes. And I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure that kind of gets in the way of, you know, doing, um, some of the other interviews and stuff like that, that, um, I would like to do, um, I know it certainly gets in the way of, one particular interview that Mike is wanting to do. That's his white whale right there, um, Steve Hammond. And uh, so there was like, you know, when we first brought, when Don and I first came aboard with BeastNet, because um, originally it was Mike um, doing all of it. And mm-hmm. he was like, um, he's like, look, I'll bring you guys on. Um, you know, you guys can, you know, Don's more of like the producer type. He, um, you know, it's kind of weird that he, um, like majored, I think in like radio and stuff like that in college, but he hates his voice. So he doesn't get on and do interviews. Um, I mean, fair enough. So, um, but I came on as, um, another host and Mike's like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, that's cool. But there's only one thing you can't do. And I was like, okay, what's that? And he's like, you cannot interview Steve Hammond. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I know you've been trying to get him for a long time, so I'm, I don't, I'm not going to steal that from you. Um, but at the time, I was really the only one that had availability to do that interview. Um, you know, especially because uh, a lot of the, you know, higher, like the premier, you know, athletes and all that, they're the ones that have, you know, uh, press representatives and all that kind of stuff that you have to work through and. Um, and at the time, I was really the only one with the availability to do it. So, you know, there was talk about trying to get me to do it, and I just kept saying, nope, 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 that's Mike. Mike's going to do it. That's not mine. You know, he's been trying to get Steve Hammond for years. Um, I'm not going to step on his toes with this. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I I have a love for all of this, and I've recently just started kind of really getting back into pushing myself physically and, um, I took a small break so I could get, um, I could get married and, um, that, uh, as wonderful as that was, it, uh, it was kind of like a spiral for me because, um, really this was the only bad thing that came out of getting married was that I got lazy again and, uh, I started packing on some more pounds and, and, uh, but you know, it is what it is. You just, you gotta keep your mindset in the right place and, so I'm I'm starting to get back into it and uh, starting to shed some of these pounds off again and hopefully by the time you know this time next year maybe I'll I'll be like a hundred pounds lighter that'd be freaking great. <laughs> well, things that could help would be a lot of the uh, returning events for Beast challenges like yeah, uh, exactly the Rucksecta, uh, the monthly challenges. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, the, in the summertime, we're doing uh, the Beast OCR 5K Plus for the third year. Uh, that's going to yep. be amazing. Um, Taco Miles coming yep. back. Bucket Miles coming back. Uh, we have a uh, yeah, uh, race local is coming back. It, it took a, a – and Beast for Cause is also coming back. They, they both took a, a, a year off, um, but now they're going to be coming back full steam uh, for 2020. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, – cool things in in the in the hopper for beast challenges um uh, we'll be trying to get a couple of uh see if we can do um like different perks for the race local like if you complete it this year maybe get some cool things off for the the next year the same races the next year um that's still kind of in the planning stages uh yeah. but I'm, I'm really hoping something cool will come out of that um and the patch for that looks pretty cool too um a couple of new events coming up this coming this year um one is so new that i'm not exactly sure what we're going to be doing yet but i'm gonna to have to figure that one out pretty quick because that's starting up in uh february <laughs> right now it's called the mystery event um <laughs> i'm thinking it might be uh a uh and it, we don't have a lot of endurance 
challenge or challenges or uh, events through the year. So uh, I think it might be a uh, a ten mile ruck with a log. So it kind of uh, you know gets Ooh. your arms tired. Uh, get your after a couple of miles, your balance is gonna be all kind of wonky because you have something that's you know it's that something you're not used to carrying with you. Um, so yeah. that, I mean that all helps with on the course as well. So that, that could be an interesting one. That one's not full, set in stone yet, but I, it's looking like it might be something like that. And then uh, from the brilliant mind of our uh, current leader, Adam, uh, there is going to be the ice ruck in the summer. And you're thinking, ice ruck in the summer? Why would you do that? <laughs> because uh, you're going to be putting a 10-pound block of ice outside of your ruck, and you're just going to keep on rucking until that thing is gone. Wow. So however long it takes for that ice block to melt, that's how far you go. Um so, yeah, imagine doing that in the winter when it's like, you know, 30 degrees out, 40 degrees out. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to take you a few weeks. Um, so yeah, that's why it's right. not taking place in the winter. Um, yeah. And, uh, smart. <laughs> well, yeah, we want you to come in back. We don't want you to be like, nope, I'm done out. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, a lot of these races, um, they're, uh, if you complete them and everything is verified, like the, the Ruck Fecta, uh, Beast for a Cause, um, the Ice Ruck, um, I, there might be a few others too. Um, uh, recently, a lot of the patches have had like a little verified um, checkbox on them. You can check off that it's been verified, and that's cool and all, but I thought it would be really cool and give off a little extra bling if we had like a, a custom lapel label or a lapel pin that would be permanently affixed to the patches once you've completed the task. So um, that's going to be something that's coming up this year too. Um, and that, that it, it looks pretty cool. So once, once you have a little lapel pin affixed to the patch, it's, it's just going to just make those things pop, especially the, uh, nice. the Reflecta one when it has the reflectiveness on it. It's just going to be really cool. Nice. So is that like a, <clears throat> now is that specifically for like, um, completing all of the beast challenges for that year or is there something um has there ever been anything like set aside specifically for that like hey congrats you completed all of the beast challenges this year you know here's what you get that that definitely could be something we'll we could look into um but that's not anything we're doing now um oh, okay because one is it, it'd be kind of well i mean you technically could do all of the races or all the challenges for the year um, which some people yeah. have done, uh, but again, very few people have would have uh, completed that for uh, yeah. 2018. So I think uh, five uh, five people completed the beast for a cause. Um, I think six people did the race local. Uh, I think right now, I think there's about seven people that might have completed the Rucksecta. The last I checked, so it it would be a uh, I mean it would definitely be a sense of pride for completing all the different oh, yeah. beast challenges stuff. Uh, but the little uh, verified lapel pen or pin will be on any of the events that would be uh, needed, needing proof or verification that you've actually completed it. Like the, the ice ruck will yeah. need pictures and uh, either a GPX file or a link to something on Strava or Garmin to say, like, you know, here's yeah. the distance that I rucked and here's the what yeah. the block looks before and after. Um, yeah. and the, the race local would be um, you have a picture of you during that race for a particular um, local event. Um, then the Beast for a Cause, uh, there's the, the acts of uh, charity, either uh, doing a trail repair event or um, donating to a homeless shelter. Um, nice. Uh, there's doing like a polar plunge for Special Olympics. So that's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I've been doing that since uh, 2011. Um, volunteering at a race. Um, uh, most go rucks. I think even I think all of them now have a service event that's tied to that. So if you complete a go ruck and there's a service event there, that counts towards the beast for a cause. Um, nice. The charity challenges, taking a take, uh, doing one of those events, that counts towards it. And then there's uh, like uh, two other things you can do that that's not part of that list, but is still an act of charity or volunteering work um, that will also help you get that uh, beast for a cause patch. And that one's pretty sweet too. It's got a gold and silver metallic thread on that patch. So it, it sparkles. It's, 
it's a great patch if I do say so myself. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, any that's uh, you know that's my opinion too. Anything that sparkles, man. Oh, you know, there's that saying, all that glitters is gold. And, and for me, patches that glitter, that's, yeah, let's, I'm definitely into that. Um, <clears throat> so to kind of kind of veer off a little bit off topic, um, I noticed that during your uh, your 22, uh, your 22 videos for the 22 push-ups and stuff um, that you've been doing in various places, um, I especially like the one that you did at the, uh, at the Timbers game. Um, Although the one the one area that we will differ is um, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Sounders fan by association, so I'm sorry we don't relate. There. Uh, I think I'm going through a tunnel. I um, can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was probably coming. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was funny because I I looked at my wife when I was um, I was kind of doing a little research and I was like I was like babe, she's like what I'm like. I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, why? And I was like, he's a Timbers fan. And she was like, oh, no. And I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. Soccer's soccer. I know. Sounders and Timbers, uh, you know. I'm I'm willing to look past all that. And it's it's uh, it's all good. It's the love of the sport for me. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> and it'd be no, for 90 so, minutes. Um, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. So uh, I was noticing that during some of those videos and um, that some of your music choices for those. Um, I don't know very many people off the top of my head that actually know who the birthday massacre is. They're by far <laughs> one of my favorite groups to listen to. Um, and so I kind of, I, while I'm on here, I kind of wanted to ask you like, what, uh, what's, what's actually your, do you have a favorite song from them or like a favorite album or, or anything like that? Cause I, I like to kind of get, throw some you know music stuff out there occasionally with my with my friends and i haven't done it on the podcast yet but i think it's important to kind of like introduce things to people that haven't really um you know that may not be familiar with with certain uh, genres of music that get you amped up and you know in that workout mood and um i think a lot of their stuff for me is actually pretty decent um to to get myself worked up so um, but yeah, I mean, do you have anything in particular that you like from them or, or any other, any other bands that like you, um, that you use to get amped up and motivated to work out or even just listen to while you're working out to keep it going? Oh, for sure. Um, going back to birthday massacre, um, definitely blue is my favorite. Um, okay. that's just, that. um, cause it's, it's kind of, uh, it's got its heavy parts and it's mellow parts and I just really dig that one. And then, uh, red stars. Um, yes, yeah, almost, I was hoping you wouldn't say Red Stars. <laughs> ah, that is like, that to me is like, to me that's like the like the pinnacle of their work right there for me. Like anything that they do to me is is com is, is like comparable to that. But that just to me like succeeds just a little bit more than all the rest of their stuff. That is by far my favorite song for them. Ah. And then the cover of uh, I Think We're Alone Now, that's a good one, too. Neverending Story, that's yeah. a good one, too. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Birthday Massacre is uh, oh, definitely yeah. a great band. I've been following them for years. Um, but uh, as for working out, anything to get pumped up, um, <laughs> pretty much anything that has a double bass kick drum, um, that'll yeah. get me going. Um, oh, yeah. My, uh, obviously, my I like the harder end of music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're getting there. That's, that's where I relate. That's where I relate. We're getting there. So, but go ahead. You, you know, you said double bass, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, machine head, um, band called Miseration. Um, the lead singer for that band, uh, Christian Alverstam, uh, found him through a band called scar Cemetery, another amazing yes. band. Um, uh, well, I was listening to them for the first time. I was like, "Wow, do these, does this band have like three singers? This is there's no way. It's just, it's just they have to have three people." And I went yeah. and you know did some research. I'm like, "Holy crap! This is one dude 
Um, I was just blown mm-hmm. away. And when he eventually left that band, they actually replaced him with two singers. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he's, I mean, I know Rob Halford's the metal god, but Christian Alvarez, is he's my metal god. Um, mm, there's another. I probably made ah, a few yes, enemies there's... there, but so be no, it. No, no, no. I No, 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 no. I Trust me, hey, I love Halford, but my, my, my rock vocal god is Bruce Dickinson of all people. Bruce Dickinson is my rock god. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I'm, I'm more on the uh, heavier end as far as um, I really love to – I run a lot to um, Lamb of God. Um, they are probably my number one go-to running, um, running band. Um, it just – I don't know what it is. Like, I, maybe it's, like, because they – I have a similar writing style um, – to them um as far as because i'm a musician as well um so i I write a lot of metal and stuff like that um i haven't been part of the band for um quite some time Um, but when i was in my first band um we wrote a lot of stuff that that ended up sounding like lamb of god and they were like our one of our biggest influences so I, i really still listen to them a lot um i'm probably aging myself here but i had just gotten into college um, when Sacrament came out. And so I spent a lot of time listening to that album, um, covered a couple of songs off that album when I was in my band. And um, it was oh, fantastic. Um, they're really masters uh, of their specific, you know, I guess, I don't know, you, I wouldn't say niche of metal, but uh, you know, they've, they've got their own sound and I don't think really anybody can, can kind of emulate that as much as they can. Um, I listen to a lot of In Flames when I'm running. Um, I really like to listen to um, a lot of Meshuggah when I'm running, too. Um, I, I can't... Words cannot express how crazy they are to me. Um, if anybody listening to this knows who Meshuggah is, you know that they're crazy. I've seen them live only once, and it was just an assault on every single sense that you have, like, especially auditory and visually um i mean the entire show was just so loud and so like every single um every single like i don't know like stroke of the of the kick drum any of that was all programmed to a light board and it was just almost like strobing the entire time (laughs) <laughs> and all you saw, the stage was dark. Like there was no lights on the stage for them at all. It, so all you saw was their silhouettes playing this entire show. You did not see anything on that stage unless you were like, you know, in the first couple of rows. Everything behind that, all you saw was their silhouettes. And like everything else was just bright white light that was strobing at you every time they played something. And oh, it was just an assault on your your whole body. You were like, you you left feeling like, what did I just do? Like I don't even I'm confused. I don't even know what I just saw. Um, but yeah, I like to I like to run a lot to them. Um, I'm a huge huge metalhead. Um, have been for years, um, which is surprising because when I was younger, um, I listened to a lot of rap and I didn't really know what metal was um, until. I, I met some um, kids down the street when I lived in Germany and their dad was a big Metallica fan. And so like they gave me cassette tapes that I still have to this day, by the way, um, that um, I'm also aging myself there. Then I know what cassette tapes are. Um, but uh, most kids nowadays are like, what's a cassette tape? Um, and they don't know the whole trick with, you know, using the big pen and rewinding it super quick. And, um, so, but uh, yeah. So that's how I was kind of introduced to metal, and ever since then, man, it's just progressed. I um, the stuff that I used to consider noise is now like my my everyday listen. Um, I don't know how how heavy you go, but um, or how dark you go, but I um, I've kind of branched out. I listen to a lot of um, a lot of black metal now, um, a lot of stuff from you know all the Scandinavian Isles and stuff like that. I'm, I'm pretty big into that right now. Um, I'd have to say probably my number one favorite band at this time right now would probably have to be Behemoth. I've seen them five times. I've met them twice. Um, I, I fanboy out every time. I'm just like, every time I see them, it's like I, I'm just washed with emotion. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm seeing them again. Um, 
they actually played up here in um, uh, in Seattle um, at Pain in the Grass, and when we were there, I I really didn't expect um, to be as close as I was. I kind of worked my way up to the front, and um, I actually caught the very first pick that um, that Nurgle threw out. And um, after that, dude, I was I was like, I could care less about the rest of this concert once they are done on stage. <laughs> I'm I'm a happy man. Like I'm going home happy right now. Um, but uh, so I also actually kind of com, um, coming off of that. Um, have you ever heard of a, an artist from your area named Keith Marrow? That I have not. I've uh, not really oh. kept up with the music scene, um, at least locally. Um, I just kind of have my uh, my good old standbys, and if I ever do listen to Pandora, like see like what else is around there. I'll, I'll, I'll check stuff out, but yeah. I'm an old man. I'm set in my ways, <laughs> but uh, yeah. get, getting back to uh, like uh, running and the, what, what you listen to. Um, for me, it's a lot of hate breed. Um, this, the drumming and the cadence oh, of their songs oh. really, really matches with my, uh, my cadence of running. So it's like, I can, yeah. I get a really good pattern. I can get into the groove real quick, uh, with them. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a, an application called B tunes that will, uh, take your music library and, uh, you can have it run against it and it'll try and get the, uh, the beat of all your music. So you can kind of, um, like if you know your cadence and you need to have, uh, like, I think mine's like around like 180 uh, steps a minute for me. So I try to find stuff that's either uh, 90 beats per minute or 180 beats per minute and then uh, listen to that while I'm running. So I I could have stuff that's uh, super mellow to super fast in the same playlist, but I I will still still help me keep my my pace going. Nice. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, we I should probably do yeah. like a super long music podcast because in a, a former life, I did music oh, yeah. review for seven years. So uh, I oh, have yeah. a few stories of that as well. But uh, <laughs> I think that would be <laughs> yeah. way off topic for. Oh, yeah, way. <laughs> for Beastnet. Yeah, I think we've. Oh, yeah, especially. Um, but yeah, you know, and uh, I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of going off on that little sidebar there for a little bit. Uh, we definitely could talk about that for hours because I, I know I could. That this would turn into like a five-hour conversation just on that. Um, but uh, yeah, awesome. So um, yeah, I mean, we we talked about some of the, uh, the up and coming stuff, um, the beast challenges and whatnot. And I know that um, we, uh, Don and I and Mike, we actually just finished um, the beast or the beast 5K plus on the 23rd of November, and uh, I'm like yeah. an idiot. I I did the entire thing and then forgot to log my time. I actually logged it in today and hopefully it goes through, you know, um, if it doesn't, I still yeah, did yeah. it and I still um, feel accomplished for doing it. So, um, yeah, yeah. I have a grace period about the four days after. So today would be the fourth day. So, but even if it didn't go through, just email me and I'll add it to the site. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. It's no big, no big deal. I've done that, uh, pretty much for, I think every <laughs> event, Someone has logged something in late. I mean, I've even logged in something late, and I'm like, oh, geez. Uh, oh, like yeah. for the Taco Mile, I, I did it. Just never logged my time until I think last week, and that's been over for a while. So um, yeah. it, it happens to everyone. Um, oh, but yeah. to uh, help with that, I'm also uh, creating a uh, iOS version or an iOS app that will connect up to Beast Challenge. You can do all the logging through your phone instead of having to wait until you're at a computer or using the web interface. Um, wow. So that's in, uh, beta, that's in beta testing now. And then uh, I'll start working on an Android version. Um, hopefully it'll be out in a couple months. Uh, never done anything with an Android before, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what that's like. But uh, it's just code. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just, you know, that'll make things cool. a little bit easier to do, uh, to log everything in, uh, into Beast Challenge, uh, upload your photo proof, uh, sign up for events, um, just kind of make it a little bit easier in today's uh, smartphone world. Awesome. Yeah, that, that would definitely make it easier for me. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm an Android user. I, I don't use um, Apple products, not because I have anything against them or anything. It's just that I've you know, it's I've kind of just always used um, I've just used Android for a long time, and I, I know that's what I'm comfortable with. And you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, I'm familiar with it. I'll just keep rolling with this. And 
all that. But uh, that would definitely actually make it a lot, um, lot more helpful, especially with having an app. You know that, um, you know, you can just browse through all of the, the the challenges and stuff like that with, and and actually be able to um, just, you know, that interface would actually be really cool. Um, it makes it a lot easier because, you know, obviously in this day and age, we're not using computers as much as we are using our phones. So, um, well, with phones being like really tiny computers and whatnot. Yeah, it's pretty much. So we kind of are, we kind of are using our computers all the time, but um, <clears throat> semantics. Um, so um, awesome. Well, uh, um, you got, uh, do you have any, you know, any, like big goals for your next race year, you know, um, I mean, are you looking to like, uh, I know Don and, and Mike and them, they're looking to do an ultra soon. And I'm like, Nope, I'm not doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, do you have any, any like bigger plans for your race year that you didn't, uh, necessarily do this year or, um, you know, are you looking forward to maybe competing in a few more races, maybe a little less, taking a little more personal time, stuff like that. Well, it would be very difficult to do less. Um, <laughs> I, did, I think I did two or three last year. I don't remember, but it was uh, one of my lowest years ever. Um, uh, had a kid a couple of years ago and been taking, mostly taking care of him. And my time for getting to work out was I take care of him now. So it's it's oh, yeah. difficult to uh, find that time, but. Like you said, oh, yes. I I do have goals, and to be cliche, yes, I do want to do an ultra. I've wanted to do one for a very long time. Um, I've done one marathon, and I did not do very well. Um, but uh, so there, I definitely know I have a lot of training to do. But um, I'd like to do a beast again. Uh, oh yeah, I know that for a lot of people, that's like, oh, you know, I just did that last weekend. Um, but it's. It's been a while since I've I've done a beast, so um, to to get back up to that point, and I don't know, seeing if I can maybe do two beasts at one time uh, on one day, and if I can do that, then it's like okay, well, I'm pretty sure I can do an ultra, um, but you know, you just got to work back up to it. Yeah, exactly. So if it's if and it's like not this said, year, you know, it's kids... definitely gonna be next year. Yeah. What was and, that? And, and you know, like oh, I was gonna say, and like you said, you know, I'm, you know. Um, you know, focusing on focusing on your kids and stuff like that. I mean, that's to me that's been a super important thing for me this um, this year because my daughter um, just turned three, and um, we've got another one on the way. So um, I really, I'm I'm really so strapped for time all the time because I I really am trying to focus, especially now where my daughter's in this age where. Um, she's she's really developing her personality and she's really developing um, you know the way that she sees the world and and um, I'm really trying to devote a lot of my my time to focusing on how she sees the world and what she's influenced by as far as um, you know just I don't know how she sees everything and how she perceives everything and, and it's it's really a crucial time um, especially for you know how she's brought up um, you know, to just make sure that she's, you know, she's brought up at least in the right way. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a first time this, she was, you know, my first kid. So I'm, I'm still kind of going into this kind of blind, you know, I can read all the, the, you know, like self-help books for raising kids and all the parenting books that I want, but it all really kind of comes down to, you know, just, you know, how I feel, um, how I feel she's, you know, needs to see the world and how she's going to be raised. And, and um, that yeah. really does all take a lot of time. Are, have you noticed that all yeah. those books say, this won't work for every kid, but you can try this. Yeah, right. Like, okay, well, yeah. well they're I'm not rules, more like guidelines that could work. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping to see, hoping to get my son to do his first kids race uh, not uh, or uh, yeah, at uh, Washougal this year or this coming year. Um, to see yeah. how he likes it, and um, I'm hoping that he'll be like, "Ooh, this is fun! I want to keep doing this too." Um, yeah. So that that would be a, yeah. a huge motivator too. Oh yeah, I definitely but, see yeah. that in my daughter. 
she's uh she is a climbing thing man anything she can climb on or or horse around on i mean it's um she started climbing up into her high chair and i mean she's you know like i don't know how she did it before um but i remember she did it one time and i thought holy cow this this kid's gonna be racing ocr events like and it just the way she climbed up on it it was just so quick and so so agile and nimble and i'm like she's got it in her right there like that <laughs> she's got it in she's her already an expert at the bender <laughs> you're right and so i was like uh, okay i mean you know and, and when she um when she's old enough to uh to get out there and, and start doing this kind of stuff i i fully intend on getting her out there and, and i really hope that she you know i mean i i hope that she takes an interest in it just because i enjoy it but if not, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, I hope that when I bring her out there, it's something that she enjoys and that it'll help motivate me um, to do even more. Um, that's that's really all I can hope for. And, and if not, you know, then um, she'll go on doing her own thing and I'll continue on doing my OCR. So. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, cool, man. Um, do, you have, uh, do you have any, uh, like, shout-outs or, like, any more promotions and um, stuff like that that you want to that you want to put out there? Um. Well, let's see. I think Dana would like it if I mentioned that In and Out's finally coming to uh, Portland or uh, Oregon area. Um, so get ready <laughs> to be in those lines for a couple weeks. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna leave it at that. In and Out Burger, four by four. In and Out Burger. <laughs> yeah. We. Um, oh man. We got, I don't know if you have them there in Portland because I, I haven't been down to Portland very much, um, but we have um, a couple Chick-fil-A's up here now. And when they first put those things in, man, it was chaos. Oh, my gosh. Like, they literally had, they literally had to appropriate a certain amount of our um, police department to stand out there and direct traffic like by hand because people were just the whole place was just it was like gridlock man so they had people out there directing traffic they had people out there um you know diverting um traffic to other you know like little detours and stuff like that just to accommodate all these people that wanted to eat chick-fil-a now where I came from before I moved up here, because I've only lived in Washington um, for seven and a half years. So where I lived at before was in Southern Oklahoma. Now in Southern Oklahoma, we have a Chick-fil-A on every corner. So I'm like, it's Chick-fil-A, who cares? But these people up here went absolutely nuts for Chick-fil-A. And it was like traffic was just backed up in downtown Tacoma for hours because people wanted Chick-fil-A. So I imagine that's what it's going to be like when in and out comes to the Portland area. Probably we'll see. Yeah, but from what I gathered, it's uh, the smallest a smallest town that there's really like one way in, one way out. Oh so, man, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm probably wrong, but you know they're gonna. That's never stopped me before. Well, yeah, and it, you know, and if it is, then those those people are gonna be like, oh man, it's gridlock in the tiny town all day long. Yeah, that's that's one of the many uh, many cons of living in a small town that gets an In and Out Burger. I can imagine. Yeah, well, at least they have something good to eat while they wait. Ooh, exactly right. And and but hey, it'll also bring up their economy a little bit. Hopefully, you know, give them a nice little boost. Hey, there's an In and Out down the you know just down the street. Boom, property values go up like a hundred thousand. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Just get an In and Out sure Burger and your equity. Your equity just jumps. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. Well, um, well uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time tonight. Um, I know it's kind of a little bit later of an interview. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be on the podcast. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, we, we, kind of, we kind of took some sidebars and whatnot. And, um, but, you know, that's, that's kind of like the great thing about these things is, you know, we um, you know, we just, we get to know each other and, and, you know, we get to kind of put ourselves out there and whatnot. And, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, I actually, is this, this is your first time on the podcast, correct? With you. Yes. Oh, with me. Okay. <laughs> cause I, cause when yeah, I talked I, to you, when I talked to Don, I think he said that this might be your first time. So I was like, Oh man, you know, 
second um, time, the uh, first time was uh, before the inaugural Beast 5K Plus event uh, last year. So it, it's been a little over a year oh, okay. since I've been on, but yeah. But second time. Okay, so, cool. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, nice. my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Of and, course, uh, man. No I definitely rules. look forward to having Huh? There's no rules. We could talk about course, what we want to talk about. Rules. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. Thanks um, for listening to yeah, the Snap Podcast. Totally if you haven't done it yet, um, find I, uh, us on I Facebook. Like and to, share uh, the podcast. You know, Give us a review life, on or, iTunes uh, or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook. Twitter, sure. Instagram, um, or at yeah, beastocr.com. Awesome. I totally, like I said, man, I really appreciate you being a part of the, the podcast. Uh, and, you know, I, I honestly, I had a great time. Well, um, I guess this, uh, we'll just go ahead and uh, wrap it up and um, have yourself a good night, brother. And uh, we will definitely do this again in the future. Definitely. And have a good night as well. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Yep. Bye.